0: My name is Jess and I am from Ascent Risk Management and I am here today with Bex, an expert in travel risk management and ISO 31030. And we're here today to introduce a brand new podcast on travel risk management called Talking TRM.
1: Bex, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I feel like we're at different places in the world, which just goes to show what you can do these days with being digital, doesn't it? It's the it middle is. of the it's night. She's doing really well for us. So thank you, Jen.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Absolutely. So, uh, Bex, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in risk management, and what listeners can expect from this podcast?
1: I'd love to. Thank you. So, Yep. My name is Bex Debman. I'm an independent consultant. And as you rightly said, specialising in travel risk management and specifically ISO 31030, which came out in September of last year in 2021. Um, I'm quite involved with ISO and BSI and the evolvement of that standard and what it looks like over the coming years and decades, because when a standard comes out, it's a long term thing. It's not a short term win. And I have been on a huge discovery myself over the last 12 months so I come from corporate travel that's what I've done for the last sort of 15 to 20 years and prior to that actually leisure travel so adventure holidays and things like that so I'm well cemented within the travel industry and for years in the last 10 years certainly have been talking to clients and corporates about management of travel programs um for the last 10 years I've been working what the last eight years I was working for a travel management company which meant we go in and we book the travel for organizations um I made the venture into this almost accidentally when I stumbled across the standard at a webinar that I was it wasn't a webinar it was before webinars it was an in-person oh. event I uh, can you believe it um what are those no. where um, this particular gentleman was talking about um, hotel security and where, where unfortunately, it's, it's, it's kind of lacking a little bit in some properties, and it's really a knowledge piece rather than anything else, um, and it really kind of made me think about some stuff that I've thought about over the years and different companies I've been involved with, but more importantly, those questions that were being asked of me of, of corporates. I didn't necessarily have the answers for, and I don't think anybody particularly had the answers for. Um, So this standard sort of came into my life accidentally, and then there was just this sort of sense of relief that it existed, that actually, we've been talking about duty of care as an industry for quite a long time, and now there was a standard kind of actually giving some sort of steps forward in, in talking about this. But, and this is the reason we want to do this, It's a huge subject. It's massive. And as I delve into it, and over the last year, that's exactly what I've been doing. So I left my job in travel and I set up my own business to become a consultant so I could actually almost evangelize about this standard because I think it's so important. But to really try and move corporates on, to try and move the trade on, and to try and talk about this in a different way because. It's a question of language. Ultimately, at the moment, we've sort of been solution selling as an industry. And that, and that isn't really the issue. Um, it's part of it. It's part of the solution. But it's much, much bigger than that. And as I've started working with ISO more and with BSI and looking into this standard and and the group that we're in to sort of see what else we do within this area. I am coming across some amazing people that are all working in. Particular fields within our industry or the wider industry within risk management. And there's just stuff that we don't know about, you know? We kind of need to know about it because what yeah. this stuff does is it somehow brings it all together. So I felt that actually everyone has an interest in this subject they're not necessarily just they're just not necessarily they don't necessarily realize that it's part of this bigger umbrella of travel risk management and actually putting this thing on top of it helps you start being able to control it and think about it in a different way and I've been through a real journey myself on this I mean I can't we won't go into it now maybe we'll talk about it in a different time but um from what i know and what i kind of know is going on within the industry it's a it's a case of you know everyone sort of doing the best they can but there's a real lack of knowledge about what this is all about and i just felt there was a real opportunity to to talk about this with some people that are doing some amazing work in this field and if that sparks off something in somebody within a company and they think oh actually travel risk management seemed massive but this thing this little bit here this i get i can do something with this yeah and actually it's a step in the right direction to what is a big project but can actually maybe help people um see it in a slightly different light so we had a really good time talking obviously when we did our last session i loved it with you and thank you um and it just made me think oh maybe there's a platform here that we can do a little bit more with so I know you guys are keen on it from Ascent and you always kind of push us consultants to talk about this stuff. So I thought I'd take the ball by the horn and try and do that with you. I love it because I've done a couple of,
0: you know, interviews with
1: uh, different consultants,
0: and that's one thing I've learned is that every consultant has a different story, and you know, it's just always so interesting and there's just so much information out there to try to bring it into one place I think it's
1: fantastic. So and I think and I think this is the point, isn't it? I think a standard can feel quite Dull and quite, um, sort of structured, and 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 it doesn't sort of feel like it's a, it's quite an emotionless thing. It feels like it's something we just have to do. What mm-hmm. I've discovered when I've been meeting people in this journey is that everyone's got a story, everyone's got a why as to why this is important, and it makes it very real and it makes it very human. And that's what I really want to try and get across within this podcast that you know that we're doing. So you know we're going to try and keep it short and sweet. Do my best. I'm actually going to try and not talk too much because we I talk enough. Um, but I kind of think you know the format will be, you know, the three questions that we'll go through today, allow mm-hmm. people to kind of explore that quite, you know, maybe 15 minutes or whatever we decide to do. Um, just to kind of give people short, sharp bursts into different areas within what this is, you know, a massive subject, but to hopefully hear some stories that resonate with people. And they they understand that the reason that this is that this has come along. It's not just a, oh you now must do this. There is a really yeah. good reason for all of this, and it's based in looking after people ultimately, and that's what we kind of all want to be doing. So that's the idea, anyway. Wonderful. So uh, would you like to discuss
0: our three questions first? Yes. What do you want to just, Yes, of
1: course. <laughs> so we've we're trying to kind of. So, if we've got these fifteen minutes, we try to kind of just keep it sweet and short, and allow people to kind of talk a little bit about their story rather than it sort of being an interview. So, we'll obviously give each guest the opportunity to talk about who they are and what they do and where they you know where they work within this sector. Um, and then we're going to ask them about you know why is this important to them, and what I really want to get to is their why, because honestly, everybody who's doing amazing stuff in these days. As a why and it's not necessarily yeah. going to be the best story but it's going to be a story of a real thing that's happened and this is what drives them and ultimately I've said this before this standard is about people um, we've got to hear from the people that are taking this standard forward to understand why it came and all that sort of thing and then ultimately I want people to kind of go away with something from this as well so I'll be asking these guests all who are experts within their fields what's their you know golden nugget if you like of taking the standard forward for the guests that are talking to us what is their going to give away what would they suggest people go and look at what's the next step so we're learning we're talking to you know we're talking to people but hopefully there's actually something practical that people can take away from that as well yeah I think you know
0: kind of going into finding out why something's important to somebody else you, you kind of get that human level and you can kind of relate to it which I think to help with the standard and then you know that, that little nugget of advice always you know taking something away is brilliant so we're going to flip it on the head now and I'm going to ask you those three questions um, as if you're a guest on your own show so are
1: you ready? <laughs> hopefully so the, the idea of this is hopefully to reassure other guests that we'll be inviting that this isn't so bad um and it's really just talking a little bit about you guys and giving you the, an opportunity to kind of showcase what it is that it's all about so yes fingers crossed we can do that and it all makes sense it probably won't be as long as the full 15 minutes we'll be doing for everyone else because I think I've already talked a little bit about my why and whatever today yeah. but we'll um we'll certainly go through the Go through the questions and see what that looks like. So, yes, fire away. Fantastic. So, Bex, what do you do? <laughs> so, I've thought long and hard <laughs> about this, funnily enough, <laughs> because I think it's, you know, one thing to say I'm an independent consultant and I do this and I specialize in this, but actually, what is it that I do? I think is the point. And I've been learning this over the last 12 months because you can have an idea in your head as to what you think you want to do. And then the practicality of that is something quite different. So, In a nutshell, if I had to put an elevator pitch in, I evangelise travel risk management to corporates, to travel suppliers and to the aggregators, to the travel management companies themselves. But I try and do a little bit more than that and I try and give them a practical approach. So I am going into all organisations and offering what we would call a gap analysis against 31030. But I'm trying to offer something a little bit more than that because I have a skill set within travel management. And for me, there is um, a real gap in an understanding of the travel side and what the corporates know about that. And there's challenges around what the corporates really need and what service providers are kind of giving. And that's because service providers need people to travel ultimately in order to survive. And there's this real sort of conflict of interest almost at the moment um, with what's going on. So I'm trying to use that knowledge with using ISO 31030 as a guideline as a benchmark, because there's not really been anything to to benchmark against before. But then to really ask some, well, they should be easy questions, but they're not always that easy to answer. Um, to really get into a company is to 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 help them take back their travel risk management program so that they're actually owning the program themselves. They understand as a company why they travel, who travels, where they travel to what they're doing when they're there, how they do it. And ultimately, because of that, then can put the controls in place they need in case something does go wrong. And it's not a case of really in case, it does happen. Something's gonna happen at some point to somebody on a trip, be it minor, hopefully, as opposed to something really critical. However, Mm -hmm. we need to have stuff in place for that. So I'm helping companies put that together. And in reality, what that means is that lots of companies already have risk frameworks in place and they're working with the idea between 9001 and looking at 31,000 and looking at business continuity and all of of this kind of good stuff. Ultimately, travel risk management slots into that very, very nicely. Mm. But if you haven't got all of that, what it does is it gives you a framework to actually give a. there's a practical reason for doing it sometimes it doesn't feel like there's a practical reason for getting a standard there should be but they're not always perceived in the right way whereas this Mm -hmm. gives you a practical output um, and it's a good introduction to standards if you've not kind of come across them before so yeah I've been (laughs) a long long answer and a short answer but ultimately I've been trying to take this standard and put it into practice. And there's a lot of interest in it, a huge amount of interest in it. I think um, it's got a long way to go, and I think this is just the very beginning, so it's very exciting.
0: Wonderful. Okay, next question the why. So, why is this important to you? What's your
1: passion? Okay, so. Actually, got nothing to do with all the things I've just talked about, and I'm going to be really honest about this because this is what I want to to try and get out of people. I don't want horror stories and that kind of thing, but I think everything comes from personal experience, and for me, it's a it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of what I've experienced through my corporate life and the questions that I have been asked of companies that I'm selling to ultimately so corporates to sort of and I remember when I was working for a large bed bank and company and people asking questions about how the hotels were vetted and all this kind of stuff and and ultimately although something was being done there wasn't really anything there to look at all this stuff because this was the beginning of the internet and actually it was all just about content and people booking and technology and no one was thinking about this other stuff and everybody was sort of making it their responsibility and I suddenly then realized that actually this wasn't just these questions I've been talking about this to people for years prior to this I've been in crisis teams when I was working at adventure travel companies and things because I know it's old (laughs) but I really do care about people and what happens to them and I think the reason that I care so much is because of my own experiences so I am neurodivergent which means that I experience life in a different way to other people and things that perhaps a person who isn't neurodivergent or I think we call them neuronormals um, are are just kind of taking in their everyday stride can actually be really kind of stressful for me and I see that in other people because I'm really honed in and really switched on to that so I'm that person that people come to when they're worried about stuff. I've had so many conversations with travellers and PAs and EAs and and people and friends and just stuff over the years, which makes me know that there's a lot of stuff behind just making a travel booking that doesn't get considered and it doesn't get talked about. And ultimately, as a female (laughs) traveller, um I've definitely been in situations over the years that I've not felt safe and I or or I've not felt prepared for the situation I was going into you know I started work in the early 2000s really I suppose and it was definitely like proper proper work I was doing other work before then but it was very much so you know you follow your manager you just do what they do but there's no there was no well-being conversations or anything like that you just had to kind of get on with it and and I realised very quickly as I was working with a team that, you know, everyone had different stuff going on and some people really struggled getting on a flight, like, you know, let alone doing the presentation they had to do at the other side of it. And we were working in quite a stressful company and just so much pressure on people all of the time has just made me extremely passionate about this. And, and I guess I felt for a very long time that whilst the industry talks about duty of care, it's, it feels What's like it actually tick- done yeah it kind of feels like a tick box because there wasn't really anything there to do it always feels like it's someone else's responsibility and I think it's everyone's responsibility um and ultimately I do believe in the travel industry and I think but I think we need a structure to it and I think this gives us a really good structure and a really good base so there's a mixture of things um generally it's about my collection of stories with people um and yeah my experiences. I've had some pretty I think we don't need to go into kind of detail I think most women on the call would have been in an experience and perhaps men too I shouldn't just make this about women um who where they don't they've not felt safe when they're staying in a hotel um abroad or that kind of thing you know there's this stuff happens and it happens regularly it's just that we're not we just don't talk about it and we're not prepared for it so there is a way of being proactive about this um and that's what that's what my why is I want to stop people being in difficult situations and let get them get the help that you know when they are ultimately that they've got the support that they need um so yeah I know I just love people is that a
0: good thing no I think that just kind of really fits in with you know everything's going on in the world isn't it like everyone's like saying actually let's stop and have a conversation because we <coughs> haven't for so long everything's been pushed under the rug and now everybody you know well I feel this way that you know talking about things and opening the doors for things that have been closed for so long that's happening and I think you know you're taking that in the travel travel industry so I wonderful. think we
1: take a lot of stuff for granted at surface level because we don't have time to scratch under the surface and really see what is going on and I think right now it feels a little bit like we're in this kind of I don't know, I talk to people in the travel industry and it's so busy, right? You know, there's a real issue with all of that. And and it feels like people have just actually stepped back to what they were doing before because they don't quite know what else to do. There's not mm-hmm. been that sort of structure that's been in place to try and help them. When you actually talk to people individually, you know they might say something like, some people really want to be back to doing what they were doing. I get that, but lots of people don't. Like there's been a massive change in people's lives. And to expect them just to kind of, and we kind of half open the door we do it a little bit you know like we talk about mental health and then we don't give anyone any real practical solutions with it you know we might do a webinar on it but what, what does that actually mean well actually if i'm and we take this as if i'm traveling this is what this means this is the, this yeah. is the process that i need to go to and go through and i need you to support that so it's it's trying to it's trying to make something happen from all this stuff rather than just there's this sort of oh we'll just talk about it again and it's a little bit of a tick box. The world yeah. has changed and it is changing and I think ultimately the other piece of this is that there is an issue in the industry right now with regards to demand supply and demand because actually we've got this other really really massive pressing issue which is our planet and its survival we shouldn't be looking to go back to what we were doing in pre-2019 we really shouldn't we need to look at other ways of doing this and understanding it and for me not only does travel risk cover the the people part, it covers the planet part and the, the sustainability and our goals as well, because that is a massive risk to companies right now, well, and all of us, clearly. Everybody, um, yeah. Yeah, so it feels like there's practical output that can help if, it, if this is looked at properly. But yeah, that's the idea. But I think people just need guidance right now and hopefully honest guidance that just helps them as opposed to trying to sell them something, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: OK, final question. Your golden nugget of advice for listeners to take this further.
1: Talk to me. <laughs> I had to say that, didn't I? Come on the podcast. Let's have a conversation. And uh, no, honestly, yeah. I think keep, I keep listening to the podcast. No, I think I would say right now is that this is quite a new, even though travel risk isn't so is not. New by any stretch of the imagination it's obviously been a problem for years and years and years and years the idea of managing it in this way is really really new so I think it's okay to ask questions um, I think you have to do a little bit of research there's going to be um, lots of people making sort of big assumptions about how to do stuff and the best way to do things I think scratch under the surface and don't just take people for face value because people, it means a lot of things to different people in different ways. So, you mm-hmm. know, within the travel industry, duty of care, and I really keep trying to stop people from saying this and correct them saying travel risk management, but duty of care is the term that is still used within the industry. That's very confusing because from a corporate's perspective, that means something very different. And if you're solution selling duty of care, what part of it are you? you're not doing all of it in one hit so my advice is to do some research i mean get hold of the standard i mean buy it obviously not get hold of it don't steal it um it's really not that expensive compared to travel programs and standards have got a really bad you know people are like oh they're just too expensive and i was just like i've seen what people spend in a hotel room like this is nothing to actually protect all of your people so take a deep breath suck it up buy the standard and then start having conversations within the business. If you think you're the only person that's got this concern, I guarantee you're not. There will be other stakeholders in the business and you just need to sniff them out and start having conversations with them. And from there, you can create a plan. And if that's not something you think you can do internally, if you do need expertise to come in, then that's fine, you know, that's what we're all here for. um, And we're willing to do that. But I think there is no fast, hard answer to this. Uh, There's no quick answer to this either. It is a case now of, taking ownership and understanding what it is that you do as a business so that's my golden nugget
0: brilliant well thank you so much I hope that wasn't too painful for you it wasn't I loved it I
1: let's just hope other oh, people yeah. love it too
0: <laughs> absolutely we have a list of guests already lined up uh which we're really excited for. Uh, so we'll be dropping them soon. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We hope you have enjoyed it. If you want to contact us, either ask us a question or if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, uh, please either chat to either me or Beck. You can find us uh, on LinkedIn or at Asset Risk Management and I will pop links in the show description for you to find us there. Um, so this has been Talking TRM with Jess and Bex and this has been in association with Ascent Risk Management who champion international standards thank you very much thanks Jess
1: see you soon thank you